Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Bald Guy podcast with your host, Jeff Brown, and our guest, Dave Van Horn. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. We're going to be talking with David Van Horn, one of my favorite note guys ever. How you doing, Dave? Unbelievable. How about you, Jeff? So far, so good. Just enjoying summer in San Diego. Um, I, I get asked a lot, and mostly because of the people who know me, over half of them know who you are, right? When, when you own a note, when you own a note, explain the concept of a partial. So, well, what is a partial, partial purchase of a note? And a lot of this stems from what I like to call recapitalization. So a partial is one method to recapitalize on your note. So what's a partial purchase? It's it's quite simply purchasing less than the whole note. And when the term of that sale is completed, you know, the note's going back to the original seller. And you can do this with any note, whether it's a first or a second or, you know, real estate note, business note. Basically, you're purchasing a stream of payments for a certain period of time and it's really like what term can someone purchase? It's it's pretty much whatever makes sense to both parties that are involved, you know, the seller and the buyer. So you'll see partials could be 36 months, 60 months, 120 months, whatever, you know, people are agreeable to. I have a buddy that does a lot of partials, and he explains it like this. He said partials are like a pizza pie, right? If a large pizza is 12 bucks and I could break it into six slices, but I can sell a slice for 250 a slice or, or whatever, you get the idea. You're just selling part of it, right? And, um, you know, that, that's pretty much what, what a partial is. It's part of a note, right? You're selling, you know, five, sometimes it's in an amount, a dollar amount. Sometimes it's figured out in number of months. Most of the time it's number of months that kind of string out to that dollar amount at a certain return, you know? Well, let me give you an example, Dave, and then you you comment on it. One of the ways I've used it is, is uh, I remember when I had one of the first notes I ever bought, I decided that I wanted a, a new used car, and uh, the car I wanted was just over $9,000. So I, I went to one of my dad's friends who decided that if, if he got 10% on his money for three years, to five years, he would do it. So that's what we right. did, and I sold him enough that he could. He would. He lent me ten thousand dollars, interest only, and it was going to pay off in the same day that I was to be paid off. And I think it was somewhere around three to five years. And then that's exactly the way it worked. But I got the payment from the payer on the note. I passed on the payments to him. He had collateral of the note as security, and everybody was happy. Now, do you have another way that that you've used it? Personally, I, I don't usually do them, but a lot of people that buy notes from us do. And it's really a concept through the seller-financed world that you see. It's very common. It's more common than with, like, institutional notes. For us, we, you know, we would just sell notes normally. For us, it would be a lot of touches to sell partials. But private investors who work with us sell them all the time. And, like, my one buddy, he used to work at a trade desk for Colonial Funding in Dallas, and they buy and sell partials on a regular basis, just like they buy and sell notes. And um, he used to run their trade desk, and he also personally buys them. And 
that that's kind of why I know a lot about them. But what I've seen is where people it, it, there's a there's a lot of advantages because people will say, you know, why a partial? Why would someone sell a partial? But a lot of times, uh, for an investor, it could enhance their liquidity. You know, they could get different rates whether they sell. You know, they need the money maybe, or they want to take some risk off the table. So sometimes it's a risk management strategy. Hey, I bought this note, but I'd like to take some of my risk off the table, so I'm going to sell part of the note. Sometimes it's it could be a, a, a hedge against inflation too, like someone that buys the partial, you know, because they're only investing a smaller amount of money, and the person that buys the partial is in a safer position usually. So they're paid first. They're in control. They have a lot of equity usually. So um, sometimes it'll lower their what we call the investment-to-value ratio. So it's less dollars means less risk type strategy. Um, so you're kind of protecting yourself from many factors. And, and a lot of times you'll see these partials. They're, they're definitely more common when you're in, you know, mobile home and land notes or land-only deals. Sometimes you'll see it if the payer is a little shaky. Somebody will sell a partial, take some of their risk off. But usually it's a win-win for both parties, right? And uh, it could be a case like yours. You know, you need money for a car. Sometimes people need capital for another project or investment. So it could be an opportunity cost. Or there's people that, you know, bought a note and got a good deal on the note. And, you know, now they can get some of their money back and either go buy another note and still own the back end of that note. My, um, I have a, a good buddy from Jackson, Mississippi, who structures these types of deals and he positions his IRA account to take the back end of these notes of the partial. So there's, there's some interesting strategies to do that. Some people will go out and they'll buy a non-performing note, uh, get it re-performing and then sell a partial. So that's another strategy, right? So there's a lot of people that do this. Maybe when I'm old and retired like you, Jeff, I'll sell more partials with my portfolio, you know? Um, Old and retired, the name of my new band. <laughs> but it, 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 what's kind of neat about it is it could um, – like here's another example. Sometimes there's other investors who don't want to tie up their money for a long time. So it shortens their term like the buyer of a partial because you might say, well, why would someone buy a partial? Well, you know, maybe they only want to tie their money up for five years or three years. They don't want to be into the, the note for 20 years. You know what I mean? So not only could it shorten the term, but it could reduce the capital outlay. So, like, uh, you know, I think of my kids. You know, my youngest is in his upper 20s and my oldest is in his lower 30s. They might not have a lot of money. You know, they might not have, you know, hundred grand to go buy a note, but they could come up with, you know, 15 or 20 or 5 or whatever. And, and it makes it easier that way. And you could also structure the partial to either be a lower interest rate than the face rate of the note or a higher interest rate, which is, it's so flexible. So like, say you really need money. Well, maybe I can up the yield on that partial to make sure I sell the partial, right? Or maybe I give a lower yield because it's a safer position and uh, I'm, I'm actually making a little money, extra money on that. You know, so it's, uh, you can look at it a couple ways, right? So, so yeah, it's an interesting strategy to recapitalize really. And you're, you know, it's a safe way to do it. Well, my one of my mentors was, I've always called him the, the, the prince of notes. He's, he's since passed on, but I love the way he did it. He only did it, we didn't call them partials back then. I forget what they used. He used to just call it a straight uh, hypothecation, I think. He was just so old school. But the key thing he did, and he did it just like a cookie cutter, Dave, was 
whatever the interest rate, the interest rate he would give the buyer of the partial would would clearly be less. Mm-hmm. And and but from the buyer's point of view, it was all always exceedingly better, higher interest than he could have gotten with a CD or some kind of a bond or anything. So it's like you. Oh said, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, everybody walked away with the win. Everybody wanted to go have a beer together when that was done. He would uh, the, the the one that he used for an example for me. I just was what got me on fire about notes in the first place back in the seventies. He had a hundred thousand dollars second on a fourplex, and there was quite a bit of equity behind it. And the the it was an interest only ten year loan. And the time he was telling me about it, it was only a year or two old. And the interest on it, interest only, was 10%, which in those days was not uncommon for a carryback loan. And he would simply lend it out at, say, 7% with the payments. So he would he would have somebody give him thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, again, as much as half of what was owed, sometimes more, but usually about no more than half. And... He would do say seven percent on a ten percent interest on the fifty thousand, and he was still making money. And it was and it was due interest only due when it was paid, and he knew that he had it covered either with foreclosure or if the guy paid on time, and they normally paid on time. And he came out smelling like a rose every single time and just made a ton of money because he just had more money to invest that way. And his business made so much money, he didn't need the income from the notes. He was just generating more wealth. Right. Um, He did that. And sometimes he would loan less money, but he would make the payments based on an amortization table of whatever the partial timeline was which worked out very well for him as long as he had the time to do it. So have you, have you ever seen anybody do that? Yes. Well, there's some servicers that will service partials. Um, I know Allied Servicing will service them. I'm pretty sure FCI does as well. And, you know, they'll, they'll do like a, what do they call it, a triple AM type thing where they're doing the AM schedules for all parties or whatever. There's some other aspects to it that I look at. Like, I don't know, I'm a weird guy. But, but here's one, for example. So if I sell, you know, Jeff Brown five years of my note, well, what happens in the AM schedule of that? Well, it's all front-end loaded with interest, right? So when I get that back-end back, most of the principal's still owed, you know? So so there's some interesting things that are accomplished with, you know, that are wins for both sides. It, it, you're share, You know, both parties are sharing the risk, right? So you're lowering the risk, right? Well, and today, uh, as an example, and I think we'll close with this, because I think you're making the best point of the day, is that everybody comes out a winner. If a buyer right now is lucky, they're getting eight-tenths of a percent to one-and-a-half percent at their bank. If you offer them six, seven, eight percent, they're wondering what the catch is most of the time. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, if you have, you know, Especially if you're using some, you know, IRA money or something like that, it's a pretty. And you know what? If, if you like, if I sold you a partial, I still have a vested interest in that deal, right? I want to make sure that deal goes to fruition. It's not like I sold it to you and said, "See you, Jeff." You know, it's different than if I sold you a note and said, "See you, good luck with that." If I sell you a partial, I'm, we're kind of partners on this thing in a way. You know, 
we both want to see it through, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think it's a, it's a good thing. I, I think it, you know, it's it's probably good to, uh, you know, it's definitely easier if you have a relationship with the parties, you know. But I think it can be a win-win, and I think the servicer can service it, and I think, uh, you know, it's a little bit extra tracking, but I think uh, everybody's happy, like you said. Everybody wins. And that's a rarity in life, isn't it? <laughs> well, Dave, thanks a lot. I appreciate you coming on. You knocked that out of the park again. Listeners, thanks for listening to me, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Bald Guy Podcast with Jeff Brown and our guest, Dave Van Horn.